At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. And welcome to episode 26 of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Today in studio, I am so happy to have two wonderful ladies from Quilts of Valor Canada. So just before the show, I suckered two of my veteran friends uh, to show up at my house under false pretenses, and both of them uh, were pleasantly surprised and quite moved to receive their personal Quilts of Valor. Both of them are veterans with tours. Ladies, Susan, Lana, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So who qualifies to get a Quilt of Valor? The people that qualify are those that have been deployed or those that have a medically discharged due to an injury or due to a medical condition. Okay. Or or if someone has a medical condition after their discharge or even if they're active duty. In our area, it's mostly veterans. Now, is is there another branch of Quilts of Valor for first responders or is there uh, an organization that provides that for like Mounties and stuff like that? There's two or three different groups. One is in... Turner Valley, and I think one is in High River. There's also Canada Stitches that gives quilts for first responders and RCMP. Oh, that's wonderful that they're not left out of the loop. But it's also uh, fantastic that Quilt of Valor is is here for the veteran community as well. Um, Do do you have any memorable stories of uh, um, notable reactions when awarding a Quilt of Valor? Like today, there was a couple of uh, humbled smiles and uh, I think it's going to take a while for it to sort of sink in what they just received. They're both taken quite off guard. That's usually what happens. So quite often the next time we see the people, they will stop us and say, this is how I use my quilt. This is what it means to me. This is where I keep it. And they'll show pictures. Look, this is when I was here. Here's my picture when I was there. And it really does make a difference. The first presentation that I went to stands out even though it was July 14th, 2012. I can tell you that day was at the military museums. And the gentleman came up to Sandy Carlisle, who was our original coordinator, and he started by saying he needed to apologize. And we're trying to figure out what he could be apologizing for. He said he had received his quilt four to six weeks earlier, and he had not written his thank you letter yet. So we had a binder with pictures, and we asked if he could flip through the pictures. Maybe he could tell us what the quilt looked like, or we could figure it out from there. And that might just give him a bit more information to make writing his letter easier. His comment was, thank you wasn't enough. Thank you doesn't explain the time that goes into the quilt or the time that was just bent thinking of making a quilt. And as he flicked through, he was emotional, so we thought, well, give him some space. And we said, well, we send a letter with the quilts. And he goes, no, I got a personal letter. I didn't get just a regular letter. And it turned out he got one of my beginner quilts. And at that point, all I could think of is, oh, man, I could make him a much nicer one now. (laughs) (laughs) This is my starter quilt. (laughs) He didn't want a nicer one. That was the one that he had. It was his. And it's the first thing he sees in the morning on the end of his bed. And it's the last thing he sees before he turns the light out. And that quilt gave him a lot of comfort. So it was a nice, 
Welcome to Quilts of Valor. When I did my first tour, uh, well, actually, my only tour, I've only got one, uh, in 94, uh, a few of my veteran friends that were on that same tour, including Tom that was here, uh, they remind me of what it was like when we got back. There was no parade or no welcoming party or anything. So we just got back from this horrible war and uh, nobody even knew that we were there in the first place or what was that we were doing there, that we were saving lives. And uh, what a difference today, uh, the respect for the and appreciation for the veterans community. And uh, how, how many people are there quilting for Quilts of Valor Canada? We have over 50 representatives from coast to coast. Our group has probably about 30 ladies that regularly support us with quilts. And when we go to quilt shows, we, we meet other quilters and long armors that support us with their time and their machines. Are there any dudes that are quilting? We do. We have two or three gentlemen that make quilts, and we also have two or three gentlemen just in our area that long arm for us. See, these are smart guys because they know the the lady to man ratio is going to be in their favor. So, they're they're you know it's a good dating pool that way. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, none of them have been brave enough to join the ladies on so days. Oh, we're still boy, waiting. <laughs> oh boy, they're playing the long game. I'm telling you, they're playing the long game. That's what it is. They got their eyes on the ladies for sure. They're still guys. Uh, Susan, what does uh, Quilts of Valor mean to you for being a part of this? I, um, a few years ago, well, yes, a few years ago, I was working for uh, a defense company here in Calgary. And um, you would see the different uh, members, armed force individuals from all over the world walking the hallways as we were trying to... Um, win some projects in these various countries throughout the world. And they were, there was a lot of young men that were walking in the hallways. And uh, there was one day, um, well, even before that one day, there was with the, the war, we were losing uh, in on the other side of the world. We were losing uh, members of the armed forces and our flag would go down. So you would drive up to our building and the flag would be down. And it just, it just a sinking feeling in your gut, you know, first thing in the morning and you know someone has passed. And that happened quite a few times. And then uh, one day, uh, a few years after that, I was still working for the company. One individual never came back to work. He made a decision, and that was it. And so it just left a very, just a very bad feeling and thought, well, you know, how can I help? And so that's when I started making quilts. There's so many people that don't even show up to Remembrance Day because they don't see the connection to their own lives of the sacrifice and service, including in um, uh, in my new family with my stepkids, you know, it's like, well, why, you know, sure. Remembrance day means something to you, Mark, but we you know, why would we go? And they, they just don't see the link. They don't, they don't see the connection. But when you're in a position like that, where you are seeing firsthand the, the impact of the sacrifice that is made by those that serve that, that gives you some perspective that, that I think 
it's unfortunate more people don't have that perspective uh, well, to, to, to really understand the sacrifices that are yeah. being given for them and for their freedoms. You see, you know, like they would be walking the hallways, like they would be going into meetings and all that sort of stuff, you know, but you would see them and they weren't just another person walking down the hallway. There were an individual dressed in their fatigues or in their official um, uniform and you saw a face, you saw an individual, you saw a person. Yeah. And like any group, you know, we're <laughs> as vast and, and different as everybody else, but there is uh, a common way of communicating within the military, whether you're Air Force, Navy, mm-hmm. Army, there's a very uh, direct way of communicating, a lot of candor, and uh, especially in the Army, I, I think. You know, and we have our own language and our own our own culture. And when we get out, the transition to civilian life is just ugly because there's nobody like you anymore. And you, you can't go back, you know, because you're out now. And so you're not part of that team. And then you're a fish out of water in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. And you are now disconnected from society. And it's things like the these quilts when a person is awarded one, especially somebody that is uh, suffering from PTSD, I, that the effect that that has on people's lives is unbelievable. That's why I have this podcast to try to give them some resources and to hear a familiar voice and put them on the right track to recovery as best as I can. Mm-hmm. But quilts like this, uh, showing that appreciation is a help in in recovery and transition into civilian life. It lets them know that, yes, I am appreciated. And it's more than a Facebook post or something like that. This is real time and real love and real care, significant effort that has been put into these Quilts of Valor. For yourself, Lana, what does Quilts of Valor mean to you? Why why have you decided to put all this time into this organization? Our military members... Even even if they're on a regular base and they aren't deployed, they still give up a lot. They give up time with their family. They miss milestones, birthdays, anniversaries, special holidays because of their service. And if we don't recognize or say thank you for doing that, then how do they know we really care? So the quilts cover that. My dad was was U.S. was Canadian Air Force. My husband's dad is U.S. Air Force, and so. We come from a military background where we see what people give up just in day-to-day lives. And that doesn't count when they're deployed or that doesn't count when they're on assignment. You know, they give up family time just to be able to give us the life we have. And if we can't say thank you, then there's, you know, they they have a right to their feelings that they are ignored, they're not thought of. There's a lot of negative things that come out of the military personnel for what they do give up, especially as they become veterans. And hopefully, you know, more people will realize that there's a lot of talent and they they will start hiring people as they come out and as they build teams. There's a lot our military people that can accomplish. Well, on behalf of the veterans community, if I'd be so bold, thank you. Uh, thank you to all of Quilts of Valor, to all that participate, both as representatives like yourselves and as the uh, the people that do the actual quilting. The time, the love, the effort, it is extremely appreciated. Uh, my Quilt of Valor is laying on the table as we speak. 
is what I lay out for every episode of Operation Tango Romeo. It is multifunctional. It helps dampen sound, but also helps uh, provide me comfort uh, during the subject matter that we cover on this show. Thank you for thanking us for our service. But on behalf of the veteran community, thank you for all the effort that you have put forth for Quilts of Valor. It really does matter, and it is more than slightly appreciated. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. 